0: Welcome to Catch and Release, a podcast project undertaken by more than 100 English 12 students from Sir Winston Churchill Secondary in Vancouver, BC. In these episodes, you'll be hearing about their memories, big moments from their
1: lives, their regrets, and their dealings with mental health. We hope that after catching these stories, you find a way to release what's holding you back. Thank you for listening.
0: Hello, welcome back to our podcast, Walk to Future. Today, we'll be interviewing a bunch of staff at Churchill about how they picked their careers as teachers. You know, when I was a kid, my sister was super set on becoming a teacher. She had notebooks labeled, Guide on Becoming a Great Teacher, and wrote about it in every journal assignment she ever got at school. Years later, she kind of changed, became interested in law, and then later on it was psychology, then politics, and then geography, and tourism. So, I feel like picking a a career is just like a wild ride, and it's pretty hard to find the one that's perfect for you. My sister has changed a bunch. And being a kid, I always watched my sister. I usually took interest in whatever she took interest in. And it took me a while until grade 10 to realize, wow, I hate socials. First of all, my social ability is absolutely zero. And truth be told, I hate reading and writing. I later on turned to art because I thought it was a hobby of mine, but it turns out I don't like drawing for long periods of time either, it hurts my wrist. Also, as a commission artist right now, I gotta say I do have a lot of nice clients, but there's also clients who offer me $10 for 4 hours of work. Now, here I am in STEM courses, which I love way more than I did socials and even there I switched a lot like I used to love bio I thought I wanted to be in pharmaceuticals turns out I don't like memorization too much then I switched to chem but then it turns out I don't really like labs too much either and it was only until I realized that I really liked math that I settled down with engineering anyways let's start this off with an
2: interview with the biology teacher then January 21st, 2019, Welcome to future interview. have a few questions. Okay, okay first one, uh, what made you choose to become a biology teacher as your career? So, um,
3: I didn't choose to be a biology teacher, more like the career chose me. So I started off, really wanted to be a marine biologist. And my first degree is in Bachelor of Science major in marine biology. And then I realized I didn't really wanna do research, which is most marine biologists do. Um, and so um, I realized that I wanted to work in the aquarium. Um, and so I applied to the education programs or the department of the aquarium, and they told me that I don't have a teaching degree, so then I needed to get a teaching degree. So I went to get a teaching degree, all planning to be a teacher in the aquarium. Um, But then as I'm doing my teaching degree, I find it much more fulfilling to teach students that I see every other day, every day even, um, than to go to the aquarium and teach students that I see for three hours and never see again. So then in the process of getting my education degree, I've decided to be a high school teacher rather than to go back to the aquarium, so, oh, yeah.
2: Okay.
0: So, are you happy with where you are right now?
3: Yeah, I'm very happy with where
0: I am right now. Uh, and I want to just, like, tell us one Wait. thing which inspire you, or per- one person who helped you. Uh, to become to become
2: who, who you, you are
3: can I have two people yeah yes, okay of so my English teacher so I actually graduated from this high school wow. yeah so my English teacher who actually passed away his name is Tom Henderson so he really inspired me um, he just made class really fun and I was never a really great English <laughs> student like I just do kind of the minimum but when he taught a class it made wow. me want to read It made me want to be involved with literature and read for fun so his teaching style really inspired me and the other is another teacher is actually my biology teacher um from this school and her name is mrs willard um, isabel willard and i still see her often because she's now (laughs) because she's now works here with ubc student teacher um and she really inspired me i learned a lot of really interesting things from her she has a really animated way of teaching so yeah she she made like those two people make me want to be teachers when i got to that point in my life yeah
2: oh that's pretty nice <laughs> uh, and uh, uh were there any struggles of being a teacher like uh, bad students or any <laughs> obstacles on the way you face, like anything?
3: So lots of obstacles <laughs> so sure. being a beginning teacher is not easy like the first few years of my life I have to substitute so I have to wake up really early I mm-hmm. have to answer the phone um, and then go to a random class and sometimes uh, substitute teachers don't actually get treated well yeah. so yeah. often by students and um, so, some days I'm like, do I really want to do this? This is really hard. Um, I have been in schools where there are some students who don't respect authority, unfortunately, um, rarely, but there are some students out there who also sees women in authority as not something they respect. It's really hard, and you think this is, you know, 2,000-something. It's, but but you know, there are people people still, right? So even as students, even as young students. So I think as a woman just come into the class, maybe just for the day, and then, you know, most of the students are really good, but there's two students who don't respect the authority that are, you know, trying to carry out a class, and then they're, you know, doing that, and they've said overtly that because you're a woman, then that's really hard. (laughs) For sure.
2: Okay, Uh, speaking of this, can you tell us one thing, or like, uh, one student have a deep impression? Deep impression. Yeah, yeah deep impression. Like anything good or bad. Um,
3: hmm, I have to think about this. Or I anything have a like lot of story,
2: uh, a funny story happening in class. Very very successful student who visited you.
3: I have a lot of very successful <laughs> student who visited me. Um, I would say maybe my first year teaching as a student teacher and then when you hear that you've only taught them for a few months and then you bump into them in like the mall <laughs> and they still ha- say hi to you and then they're successful I think that means a lot so yeah. it feels like that even in a few brief months you can do a lot to somebody so
2: yeah <laughs> uh, being a teacher is uh, actually a very great t- career and uh, I uh, hoping in the future you'll become more successful, and uh, yeah, I'll visit you when I graduate. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>
0: Please
2: do. Okay. All right, y'all, it's
0: time for the beloved physics teacher next, Mr. Clausen. Uh, so, what's your name?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Adam Clausen.
0: Are you okay with being interviewed?
4: I am okay with being interviewed.
0: This might get put into, like, online. Is that OK?
4: Uh, that is fine, as long as it's not overly edited.
0: OK, OK. So no chipmunk voice. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
4: uh, that might be fun.
0: <laughs> so you're the physics teacher at Churchill, right? I'm one
4: of three physics teachers at Churchill. Mr. Stevenson and Dr. Wang are also physics teachers here.
0: Um, were you always interested in physics?
4: Well, from about, I think, grade nine, I really started getting into it. Um, before that, I didn't really know much about it, but, yeah, yeah, I was always pretty interested in it.
0: What about before? Was there anything else you were interested
4: in? Um, before that, I was really into math problems. I like math. But I was interested in lots of things. Swimming was my big interest as a child. I was a, a competitive swimmer. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Muppets. <laughs>
0: Wait, 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 Muppet? Muppets?
4: The Muppets, yes.
0: I guess those are cute.
4: They are. And funny.
0: Do you do do you still swim?
4: No, not a, I haven't swam for a long time. I'm looking forward to going and doing some swimming over spring break and in the summer.
0: You're the dragon boat like advisor, right? Yeah, sponsor, yeah. No swimming there?
4: Hopefully not. <laughs> Only if things go really bad. And it's quite cold, so it's probably a bad idea.
0: I heard from some people in your club that you like to mark yeah. tests while on the dragon boat. <laughs> do you actually do that?
4: Not on the dragon boat, but sometimes I will mark tests in the um, in the community center while they paddle.
0: Oh, OK, because I was imagining you on the, dra-
4: <laughs> the dragon
0: boat, just marking everyone's tests.
4: Yeah, if you're wondering why they're all salty, that's because. Get it? <laughs> Okay, so, <laughs> uh,
0: what made you decide to become a teacher?
4: Um, in university, originally I was thinking I was going to be a radiologist. That was like my in my head when I was in university, at the start of university. But, I don't know, my brother's a doctor and I kind of saw his life and I thought, oh, I don't know if I really like that. And I started teaching... Um, I started teaching swimming and I really enjoyed that. And so it kind of got me started in teaching. So I was teaching little kids how to swim. And then I started to say, oh this is an enjoyable thing to do.
0: I've tried tutoring before and I realized I really hate kids. <laughs> <laughs> Have
4: you ever thought that as well? <laughs> no, I don't hate kids in general. Just <laughs> a simple bit of <laughs> I didn't say that. Um <laughs> Sometimes there the are um, cases where people, it's frustrating.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like when they don't know how to do addition, and then you just don't understand what they don't understand.
4: Yeah, I don't understand how they don't understand it, and how to get, like, how to get through that wall, that block, right? I, I especially found that like I hadn't taught grade eight math forever, and I taught it last year, and that was I found that a kind of an eye-opening experience to how some students is so easy and so natural. And for uh, other students, it's really unnatural. It's funny how different people's brains work differently, and that's kind of interesting.
0: Uh, have you ever had any particular struggles with specific students or anything? No names
4: Other mentioned. than you, or? Oh, no, <laughs> um, you can mention me. <laughs> I have lots of problems, I know. Ah, uh, yes. Um, there's always, that that's makes it, you know, interesting, coming to work, because, the, yeah, there's always, you know, struggles, different, and, uh, Often, sometimes it's little things sometimes it's big things so yeah I don't know I'm not going to go over specifics with you know, like yeah, yeah, are yeah. you looking for a specific incident or <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> that, would, that
0: would be cool but it was like really private I guess private I not
4: have to talk about someone who's already graduated like years ago so yeah, you know over the years there's always been weird things but um, you know but it's uh, you know but, but part of it is you know uh, um, being a teacher you kind of have to get past that and kind of look at the big picture and look about it as progress so th- you may not completely break down whatever barrier students have or personality disorder they have but you can make progress and do you know work at it step by step and you got to look at it you know one little step is better than nothing right uh,
0: you've been teaching for 20 years right
4: a little more yeah
0: uh, how did you develop over the years <laughs>
4: <how you think? laughs> I hope I developed over the years um, Yeah it really cha- like it, it's, it's not sort of a linear thing right It's not like I talked about you know improving step by step and you try and do that as a teacher as well like add a little new uh, activity or a new perspective every year but it's, it's not always that easy sometimes you sort of regress and you stop, you know, you have this idea that you're progressing and you feel comfortable, but every now and then you backtrack and you get really frustrated and and things like that. And that happens in teaching just like anything else.
0: I don't know how how to end this.
4: All right, well, Well, I'll I'll tell you, I'll end it with a story. (laughs) Okay. You know Miles Davis? No. He's a great jazz musician, Mm -hmm. right? And one of his, you know, uh, uh, acolytes or whatever, um, young musicians he was working with was called John Coltrane. John Coltrane was known for doing incredibly long solos. Just play and play and play and play. And yeah, no, I'm talking about John well, John Coltrane's not performing as well. But um, and so the story goes that John Coltrane went to Miles Davis and said, I really don't know how to end my solos. And Miles Davis said, Take the horn out of your mouth. Deep words of wisdom for you. Thank so you. to end the interview, just turn off the mic.
0: Oh,
4: okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was beating the park there, I see.
0: Okay, that interview was probably mostly trolling, but you get the idea. As I say, as somebody who has tutored math to children, it's really difficult when the concept seems too easy for yourself while it's foreign to others. Like, I don't even know how to explain multiplication at this point. Let's give mad props to teachers again. Last but not least, we have Mr. Halk, the mastermind behind these podcasts.
1: All right, what do you want to know? Uh, what were your
0: interests as a child?
1: My interests as a child? Um, I had a lot of interests as a child. Okay. I liked I liked playing in the dirt. I loved climbing trees.
2: As a student.
1: Oh, as a student? <laughs> well, I didn't like school very much. Oh. I, wasn't, I wasn't a great student. Um, I liked the younger years where I could play with Play-Doh and be very tactile and hands-on. As I grew up, made my way through high school, Uh, I wasn't really interested in high school. Yeah, I wasn't the best high school student. I didn't really come into my own, I guess, until I was in university Mm -hmm. and I had... Uh, many years of parent-teacher interviews, where the parents would always tell my parents, "He's a late bloomer. He's a late bloomer. D- one day will come, and, and he'll find what uh, what makes him tick." Uh, but I was never really all that interested in school until I got to university and I started taking coursework in um, in the humanities, actually, oh. in sociology in philosophy, in uh, and philosophy and psychology and Uh, more to to what I'm doing now to English, to literature reading books because I've always been a reader
2: Oh, so that's why you decided to become an English teacher?
1: Not really I kind of fell into it a bit by mistake I was doing a um, okay, let's see if I can remember exactly how it happened I was doing uh, some volunteer work A friend of mine had mentioned it to me. And it was a group in Vancouver called Love and stood for Leave Out Violence. And so it was at-risk youth and we did this uh, photojournalism project with them. And so we taught them the photography and uh, how to write about the pictures that they took and tell their stories. And I really enjoyed it because I enjoyed seeing uh, kids who a lot of people wrote off and said, oh, they'll never amount to much they just require too much so mm-hmm. you know they'll they'll figure it out for themselves and there weren't a lot of supports there for for those kids and I saw some awesome kids who um, used their hardships in life uh, as fuel for being artistic and I thought that was really cool um, so when I finished my English degree I thought okay well I could either be a pretty good clerk at 7-eleven <laughs> or I could go and put it to use in a way that maybe can help. And so that's when I decided I wanted to teach. I didn't know if I'd be any good at it. I was terrified. I had anxiety when I was in in university. And that's when they they first diagnosed me. And I was very nervous talking in front of other people. Mm -hmm. And I actually had panic attacks during my practicum. And it was terrifying. It was the first time in my life I'd experienced something like that. Um, And so for me, I didn't go into teaching because I was out there, Mm -hmm. verbose, talkative, um, a showman. That wasn't me. I was always a bit awkward socially. (laughs) And so me going into this is like the last possible profession i would have Mm -hmm. dreamed i was going to go into Um, but i did and i like i struggle every day it's like a Mm. pit of anxiety or a pit of you know worry in my belly all the time Um, but i really enjoy what i do
2: yeah and here you are being an awesome english teacher oh
1: thank you but that's my journey
2: yeah and so are you happy about yourself right now
1: as happy as i can be yeah Yeah. I, i mean we all have um things we'd like to do differently and I think we're, we're an ongoing work in progress like all of us mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm happy though I try to live as much in the moment as I can because if I worry about what happened yesterday I'm gonna be anxious right uh, oh sorry no if I worry about <laughs> what happened yesterday I'm gonna be depressed yeah. if I worry about what's gonna happen tomorrow I'm gonna be really anxious yeah. so I try to stay as l- the, the least amount of depression and the least amount of anxiety uh, requires me to be very present and very in the moment. So I try, doesn't mean I'm always succeeding, but I mm-hmm. try.
0: Yeah. Do you ever have any struggles
2: on your w- while working?
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Like earlier years as maybe student teacher? You have
1: when I was a student teacher? Yeah. yeah, so when I first did my practicum as a student teacher, it was terrifying <laughs> because I had never been in a classroom yeah. setting like that in that role. Uh, yeah, it's scary. Because kids are very judgmental.
2: Yeah, because we are not having some student teacher from UBC uh, for like, many classes. So yeah,
1: yeah. I think at the grade 12 level, they tend not to want to put a lot of student teachers mm-hmm. um, in those classes. Yeah.
2: But I think they really did a good job, and uh, kids now nowadays, that, uh, like... For example, me, I'm not so judgmental, and I I want to support her, I uh, support my uh, student teacher yeah. at the same time as she's supporting me, she's supporting me,
1: yeah. So I think so that's great, yeah, <laughs> and, and I'll I guess I can clarify, like, when I say, you know, kids are really yeah, judgmental, yeah. I, I think a lot of that is mm-hmm. perception from, the, from the, the standpoint of teachers, right? Like, we, you know, because we're, we're up there every day, and it's a yeah. very social job, and so what we read as being judgmental really could have nothing to do with with us as teachers right it's about you know it's about being a teenager Mm. being a teenager is (laughs) hard and you've got a lot of insecurities and those manifest themselves in ways that aren't always let's say kind right Mm. and so for young teachers that can come across as being very detrimental um and and it's hard to overcome especially for the sensitive artist types.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so are you happy with this job?
1: Like. Well, I think that question was yeah, just yeah, asked yeah, yeah. In, sure. in a way. No, it's okay. No, that's fine. <laughs> I think it, it was kind of asked and, like, yeah, like I get a lot of job satisfaction. That's for sure. Like I get a lot of satisfaction. Like from um, us, from the students? Yes. Or yes. Oh. Like that's okay. where... I mean, if you're a teacher and you don't like your students, <laughs> that's, a, ooh, that's a tough one. Um, yeah, like the majority of my satisfaction comes from watching you all do amazing things. And um, it sounds kind of cliche, but, you know, those light bulb moments that I see in students are um, moments that i feel like i had maybe a small part in or at least i was even if i didn't i was there to mm. witness it yeah and i feel felt like i was kind of in the vicinity of that learning happening and i think that gives me a lot of satisfaction because mm-hmm. growth is really cool to see in other people like f- as a teacher when you see it in students it's incredible but you know even as like um uh, friends right like when you see your friends Learn something new, or yeah. like come to this like epiphany, and they figure something out, and it's amazing for them. Um, you feel, in some way, sort of tethered to them, right? <laughs> like it's it's almost as if it's part partially your um, change as well, and I, I think that's cool with with all these, these relationships that we can uh, that we construct in uh, in this job that I have. I mm-hmm. I feel very blessed that I can create relationships where. You know, people like what, mm-hmm. like, like either what I do or they like what um, results they've seen. Um, and we get to share that together. I think that's a really powerful and rare thing that exists in this world. And I'm very honored to, yeah. to be able to have that.
2: Yeah. And also, I, I got the same response from my graduate teacher, too. She said the same mm-hmm. thing as like being a, a teacher helping students and, and see them. Uh, or witness the, the change yeah. in them, and she feel happy about that
1: too. I think <laughs> if you find, yeah. I think if you find a teacher that doesn't answer <laughs> in that way, then you know you're you're probably looking at someone who's <laughs> maybe got more doubts about being a teacher. Because yeah. I think like b- being a teacher, there's a lot of intrinsic um, boxes that have to be t- ticked. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if. If, if you're not driven by wanting, like truly wanting to be altruistically mm-hmm. interested in seeing other people succeed, then I think you're in the wrong job. Mm-hmm. You have for to really sure. care.
2: Yeah.
1: Man, See? that made me sound like some sort of stupid self-aggrandizing no. thing. Um mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, maybe the last sure. question should be, uh, do you have any plan for the future? Are you going to stay here or?
1: Like moving, and
2: yeah, uh, or anything. Maybe when you re- after you retire, what do you want to do?
1: Anything or
2: in the future? Are you going to keep going with this podcast project? <laughs> I'm
0: not
1: sure. Should I? That's mm. a question. That is mm. less for me and more for you guys. Like, I don't know if I should. Like, I I found it to be really challenging,
3: mm.
1: and you found it to be really <laughs> challenging.
3: Yeah.
1: I think that's good. I think it's good to be challenged i i don't think it's good if we're pulling our hair out frustrated without like really seeing any light but it's not like that yeah. It's more
0: like a challenge of getting the group together
1: yeah yeah i think that's like any group project too mm-hmm. right? right um yeah i mean okay so s- two questions here i guess like i think specifically for the podcast assignment um l- let's see where we end up in <laughs> a month and yeah. see what happens and um i i I'm all for struggle. Like, I I don't want to avoid challenges or or things that are difficult, because everything that's valuable in life emerges from something that's really challenging, Mm -hmm. right? The things that are most valuable to us are things that came from the the, the most challenging um, situations in our lives, right? If we're not challenged, we don't grow. Simple as that. Mm -hmm. So if this was challenging in that positive manner, then I think, yeah, I'd love to to do it again. but if, it was <laughs> <laughs> if it's caused you to be up at night like every night and, no. you know, having nightmares, right. then no, of course not. Uh, the other question is, yes, I want to retire someday in um, a small cabin in the middle <laughs> of nowhere with my family. Um, town is about 10 minutes away, you know, uh, so just like a, a bit of a quieter um, uh, context.
0: Thanks
2: uh, for the interview. That's you that's well. Send me the address and uh, after graduate, I may visit you. You can visit, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, I can visit. Yeah, you can visit. you, you got to have to know how to cook, though.
0: Okay, it seems that all the teachers we've interviewed have been pretty into their jobs. None of them seem to have picked teaching as their first career and not even their second. So I guess life is full of surprises. Everything is constantly changing and you have to be open to it. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Walk to Future. Again, I'd like to thank Etude for the permission to use their music. This song has been Cup of Latte. Bye bye!